0: Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals handed down an important ruling for transgender protections in the workplace. An out high school football star is targeted by the haters of Westboro Baptist Church, but his classmates aren't having it. And the 2018 Paralympics have begun, and there's at least one out and proud Paralympian this year. All that and more on this episode of The Randy Report. In a unanimous decision, a three-judge panel for the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act doesn't allow for transgender discrimination in the workplace. In a 49-page opinion, U.S. Circuit Judge Karen Nelson Moore wrote that Harris Funeral Homes in Michigan Quote, Engaged in unlawful discrimination against transgender employee Amy Stevens under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Here's how the folks from the Washington Blade broke this down. In essence, the Sixth Circuit establishes two milestones with the decision. First, it explicitly concludes discrimination against transgender workers is sex discrimination, and therefore unlawful under Title VII. Second, it makes clear religious freedom as outlined under RIFRA doesn't supersede Title VII's prohibition on employment discrimination. The case, EEOC versus Harris Funeral Homes, began in 2013 when Harris Funeral Homes fired Amy Stevens, who had worked there for six years, after she announced she would transition. The basis for the termination was that by dressing as a woman— Stevens would violate the dress code for the business and that would place a substantial burden on the religious beliefs of the funeral home's owner, Thomas Roast. In her reasoning for the decision, Judge Moore first establishes anti-transgender discrimination is sex discrimination. Judge Moore wrote, Simply permitting Stevens to wear attire that reflects a conception of gender that is at odds with Rose's religious beliefs is not a substantial burden under RIFRA. She added that, as a matter of law, tolerating Stevens' understanding of her sex and gender identity is not tantamount to supporting it. Also, she said Rose's argument that Stevens' female gender presentation would interfere with the funeral home's ability to serve grieving family members is premised on presumed biases. Boom. There you have it. The decision sends the case back to the lower court that ruled the funeral home did have the right to terminate Stevens under RIFRA, and it allows Stevens to sue for unlawful discrimination. This is a very important ruling for transgender workplace protections. Score one for the good guys. I recently reported here on the Randy Report that in February, only nine months after Bermuda legalized same-sex marriage, the territory banned it again. The eight same-sex marriages that occurred between its legalization and its ban will remain recognized, but from now on, same-sex couples will only be recognized as domestic partnerships. By December, Parliament had passed the Domestic Partnerships Act of 2017 undoing the May 2017 ruling and replacing same-sex marriage with domestic partnerships. Since the passage of the Domestic Partnerships Act, there have been calls for a boycott of Bermuda, which relies heavily on tourism for its economy. Even this week, Ellen DeGeneres chimed in with a tweet to her 77 million followers, saying, Bermuda just banned marriage equality. I guess I'm canceling my trip. Anybody else? There have also been calls for a boycott of cruise lines like Cunard that operate out of Bermuda. But many feel a boycott will only hurt LGBTQ Bermudans saying they could end up being blamed for any economic impact a boycott might have. On one hand, a boycott would represent trying to apply some pressure to change the marriage laws back. But on the other hand, Millions of travelers were happy to vacation in Bermuda before last May when there was no legal recognition of same-sex marriages. In one sense, this was a two steps forward, one step back. But we are better with at least domestic partnerships than nothing. So if it didn't bother you in April 2017 to travel to Bermuda, should it bother you now? However, I will say, and this is where I come down, If you think about where you spend your travel dollars in regards to places that support LGBTQ equality, it's not hard to figure out that Bermuda is probably not a good option for you. Jake Bain, a star football player at John Burroughs High School in St. Louis, is the latest target of Westboro Baptist Church, the anti-LGBTQ hate group. Bain came out publicly as gay last October at an all-school assembly. At the time, he knew he would face backlash by coming out. During football games, for example, he would hear anti-gay smack talk. He said to a local radio station, at the bottom of a pile, a lot of times I would hear, stay down, you fag, or this is no sport for gay people. I never gave my opponents the satisfaction that they were getting to me. Bain's new opponent is the Topeka-based Westboro Baptist Church, which really isn't a church, it's a hate group which has announced plans to stage a protest at John Burroughs High School Monday morning with three dozen picket signs. But students have already planned a counter-protest on campus with the full support of high school faculty and staff as well as the presence of local police officers. In an email to students' parents, a school representative wrote that Bain's classmates have crafted a response to the Westboro Baptist Church which avoids engaging them. Instead, their focus is on taking care of one another and celebrating the inclusive community they are building for all students at Burroughs. Pride St. Louis has gotten involved, asking community members to join them in denouncing Westboro Baptist Church's planned protest. Bain, who has already signed to play football for Indiana State, was recently honored as a hometown hero by the St. Louis Blues at the hockey team's LGBT Pride Night. Bain says, from the beginning, I wanted to just be myself, and I wanted to show people around St. Louis and everywhere else that you can be whoever you want to be. Though initially bothered by the protest, Bain is confident that his supporters will outnumber the haters. He said, I was able to realize that if this international hate group is coming after me and my community, then we must be doing something right. Good for Jake Bain and the students at John Burroughs High School in St. Louis. Kids, go get them. A gay couple in Tennessee were surprised recently to find their wedding photo being used in a political attack ad by the Tennessee Republican Party. The couple's ceremony was officiated by the Democratic candidate for State Senate District 14, Gail Jordan, and the state GOP party used the photo without permission. The couple... Shane Morgan and his husband, Landon, are private citizens and they feel the attack ad is using their wedding illegally. After years in the Air Force and enduring the don't ask, don't tell years, Morgan says wearing his wedding ring has deep personal meaning. More words than I can say, Morgan said. After nine years together, the couple married this past December. The photo in question was taken from Gail Jordan's Facebook page where she had posted the photo with the joking caption, doing my part to destroy the fabric of American society as conservative groups across the country have always opposed same-sex marriage. According to the Nashville NBC affiliate, the state Republican organization says the comment is very serious and the mailer, the attack ad, has nothing to do with the couple. I think it has everything to do with the two men. The Republicans stole their picture. You can't just use any picture you find on the Internet. That's theft. And it's theft of a private moment between these two men. Morgan and his husband have hired attorney Susan Eaton of Eastside Legal who says her client's privacy has been violated and they have been exploited for political purposes. Go get them, Legal Eagle. After the Board of Aldermen in Starkville, Mississippi, voted against issuing a permit to allow the town's first Pride parade, organizers filed a federal lawsuit saying the Board's decision to ban speech by Starkville Pride on city streets is a violation of the First Amendment and its discriminatory treatment, based solely on LGBT-related animus, violates the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. And so... The Starkville Board of Aldermen held another vote this week to reconsider the permit. With Ward 3 Alderman David Little abstaining, the vote was tied at 3-3. Mayor Lynn Spruill became the tie-breaking vote. She had previously denounced the denial, saying, I think it sends a message that we are not the inclusive community that I believe us to be. Congrats to Starkville, and enjoy celebrating pride with the LGBTQ community of Starkville and the rest of Mississippi On March 24th, a reminder that the 2018 Paralympics began this past Friday in Pyeongchang and will last through to March 18th. I've been watching the Paralympics for years, and you should too. It's not just the Olympics that offer up amazing physical achievement and inspirational stories. On the community level, Outsports is reporting that there is at least one out and proud Paralympian competing this year. Cindy Ule didn't know if she would qualify for these Paralympic Games, actually focusing on competing at cross-country skiing in the 2022 Winter Paralympics. And yet, here she is, competing in three sitting cross-country skiing events. According to the Winter Paralympics website, Ulé was diagnosed with bone cancer in her hip at the age of 12. She suffered nerve damage from the chemotherapy treatment she received, which is how she became physically challenged. Oulé has competed in women's wheelchair basketball in the 2008, 2012, and 2016 Summer Paralympics. She has a gold and a bronze medal in the World Championship of Wheelchair Basketball, but so far, a Paralympic medal has eluded her. So add all that up. World Champion medals, and she's a Summer and Winter Olympian? Jeez, what a slacker. Get on it, girl. Actually, in all seriousness... I find Ulay a true inspiration, and I'm wishing her the best in her quest for Paralympian gold. You can find a schedule of events for the 2018 Paralympics at NBCOlympics.com. Events will be broadcast across several of NBC's platforms and channels, including NBC, NBCSN, and the Olympic Channel. Mindy Kaling and her co-producer, Charlie Grandy, who worked on The Mindy Project and The Office, saw the premiere of their latest TV series, Champions, debut this past Thursday night on NBC. Wow, NBC has a lot going on. In the show, Brooklyn gym owner Vince sees his swinging bachelor life come to a halt when an old high school fling, Priya, played by Kaling in a guest appearance, arrives from Cleveland with Michael, the 15-year-old son he's never met an openly gay, Sondheim-loving snark machine that's never seen the inside of a closet. Michael, played by out-actor J.J. Tota, has always dreamed of living in New York City and attending its famed performing arts high school, and his mother has no issue getting Dad Vince and his not-so-bright brother, Matthew, to take over the parenting duties in order to make Michael's dream a reality. Grandy told TV Insider, Mindy wanted to tell a fresh New York City story. So we came up with a gay, half-Indian teen from the Midwest. In addition to his breakout performance in Other People, you may remember J.J. Tota from his appearances on Glee, Two Broke Girls, Sophia the First, and in the superhero movie Spider-Man: Homecoming. Champions airs Thursday at 8:30 Eastern Time on NBC. Vice has done a deep dive exploring on how some folks are learning to monetize their social media following by profiling married couple Rick Twombly and Griff King. After the gay husband saw a Facebook video of Griff lip-syncing to The Little Mermaid blow up to over 500,000 views overnight, the Atlanta-based muscle men decided to explore how they could make money from their following. With over 186,000 Instagram followers, the men are now using an OnlyFans.com account to share exclusive content with folks willing to plunk down $9.99 a month. That content includes workout tips, cooking segments, nude photo shoots, and more from their private lives. I'd heard of OnlyFans in the past several months as folks I've met from the porn industry are using it to augment their income with content they shoot specifically for their OnlyFans followers. The site allows full nudity and sexual content to be posted for paying fans, as opposed to Twitter and Instagram. Now, as far as I can ascertain, and this is really very interesting to me, people, the folks who post their content on OnlyFans get 80% of the income generated, while the website takes 20% for running the site and processing payments and all of that. One adult performer I know of, and no, it's not Stormy Daniels, has over 5,000 paying fans on the site, and he charges $9.99 a month. That must be a popular price. So that would mean when you do the math, he's raking in 80% of $50,000, so he's getting about $40,000 a month. Wow, I'm in the wrong business, folks. Rick and Griff make a point to say they don't post actual porn. Artful nude photo shoots, yes. Semi-naked cooking segments, yes, but they say they want to inspire folks by sharing their fit and active lives as a couple. NBC's reality competition, The Voice, made history this week by introducing the series' first transgender contestant, Angel Benilla. After wowing the judges with her performance of Sam Smith's Lay Me Down, Benilla explained that she was from the Philippines, where she was born as Carlos. She said in her introduction package, As early as five years old, I already knew that I'm a girl trapped in a boy's body. Growing up in a very conservative family, it was very difficult for my father. When my dad saw me as a girl for the first time, he was puzzled. He's not sure if I'm his son, but he embraced me. I promised him that I will do great things. I want my father to be proud of me, and I'm doing this to honor him. Bonilla was thrilled to accept Adam Levine as her mentor. Looking forward to seeing the next round on The Voice. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you click the subscribe button on my page on iTunes, and then every time I upload a new episode, it'll be sent straight to you automatically. Also, please feel free to share The Randy Report with those friends who would like to catch up on LGBTQ news in an easy way in a 15- or 20-minute podcast. As I always say, the more the merrier here. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I report on the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. I'm going to close out this episode with a new political parody from the brilliant Randy Rainbow. This week... Randy took on truly terrible National Rifle Association spokesperson Dana Lush. Lush. Losh. Okay. With his parody of Kids from the 1960 Broadway hit Bye Bye Birdie. The kids, Randy's referring to, are the students from the Parkland High School in Florida who not only survived the terrible gun massacre there, but are harnessing lots of support and energy for gun legislation. Here's Randy's take on kids, and I want to encourage you to make sure you head over to YouTube and check out many of his hysterical, brilliant, funny, and witty musical videos that offer his take on today's challenging political landscape. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.
1: Um, I guess what I'm trying to ask Dana is, has the NRA finally met its match? And how does it feel to be taken to task, called on the carpet, publicly humiliated day in and day out by a bunch of, uh, you know, kids? Would you get a load of these kids today, kids, you could take a lesson from what they say. Kids, they are so articulate, so much more than you. Find me seedy, grim and greedy monsters And guess who's gonna stomp you kids? Full of common sense and a lot of rage Kids, and they're all approaching the voting age I'd probably crap my pants if I were the NRA into these kids today. A growing number of companies are breaking up with the NRA because kids could take over soon and they're plotting to kids now successfully are boycotting you. Kids, they're so brash and bold and wow. Look who sold you out. A this budget, Delta and United. You better take the bus, girl. Kids, look, I know you love your amendment, boo. It's Kind of shitty, that's why it's number two. That was a cheap shot, I apologize. You sold your to Satan, and now it's time to pay. Thanks to some of these kids,
0: too. President Trump, meanwhile, under growing pressure, much of that pressure from the students themselves. Several major corporations are cutting ties with the NRA. Symantec, MetLife, Hertz, Delta Airlines, First National Bank of Omaha, Dick's
1: Sporting Group. That's going to be a hard one for little Marco to swallow. You know how much he loves Dick's.
0: Now is the time to get on the right side of this. the only thing that these politicians care about is money, we'll go after their money. Change will come, kids. They
1: just push and push till they get results. What's up with that? Kids sounding more like, what's the word? Oh, adults. Kids, they are so compassionate and so logical. Nonpartisan and thoughtful. They're probably all just actors, kids. Bid your antiquated old laws farewell. Kids, cause they're woke, determined, and
0: mad as hell. I'm a parent. These agencies have promised to keep our kids safe, and they haven't. That's why I want answers, too, and I hope you join me in questioning them.
1: And though it sucks for you guys, looks like they're here to stay. What's got into these kids? I wouldn't f- with these kids. these kids too? Is that a gun in your pocket? Are you just nervous? You're about to be exposed as the abhorrent, money-hungry puppet you really are.
0: I think this was a good conversation.
1: Whatever, girl.